0: Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let us pray. God, thank you for welcoming us to your table. May we welcome others as well. In Jesus' name, amen. In 1987, way back then, which just still feels like yesterday, my family moved from Orangeburg, South Carolina, to Newton, North Carolina. And we moved in in August, or at least my mother and my brother and I did, because we needed to start the new school year on the first day. you ever been a new kid? Being the new kid is tough, but it's especially tough on the very first day of school. Because you go in, and everybody is seeing their friends for the first time all summer. Because, you know, this was before social media and people could actually FaceTime. And so everybody's catching up with each other, and you're standing there all alone. And that's awful, because that was me. I was coming from a school, I had lots of friends. I loved my old school, except for the whole school part. It was great. And so, here I was at this new place. And, you know, it was uncomfortable before the bell rang, standing out there. And then, we went to class. And after I found where I was supposed to go, that, that was okay. But then was the worst part of all. The lunchroom. Oh, Being the new person in the lunchroom is the worst. I mean, even in prison shows, they they show people at the lunchroom. You walk in, you get your tray, you go through the line and hope that you do it right. And you walk out of of that doorway into a table, uh, a room filled with tables. And you're wondering where in the world you're supposed to sit. Part of you hopes that somebody notices you. But the other part of you hopes that nobody notices you. You know, you're afraid that all eyes are on you, or at least that's how it feels, judging you. And yet nobody says, here, why don't you join us? And that's how it was for me. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to sit with. And so I found the the table as far away from anybody as possible and just sat down by myself. That's how it is when you go to a new place, isn't it? You, you don't quite fit in and, and you don't know anybody. And let's be honest. If you want to see the caste system at work, go into a high school cafeteria. Because after that first day, you begin to realize where everyone sits, right? Because it everybody is divided into the table where they are. You've got the goth kids over here. They're all sad wearing black, okay? And then you've got... You've got the skater kids over here, and then you've got the athletes, and they're divided up by team that they sit in. You know, used to just be like the jocks on TV shows. No, you've got the lacrosse team and the basketball team and the football team, and they're all sitting over here. And then, and then you've got the, the kids that make wonderful grades and play those weird games that nobody else wants to play. And, and then you have that table. You know what that table is, right? That's where the cool kids sit. The table, that I mean, they might as well put it up on stage where everybody can see it because that's, what, that's a table that everyone wants to sit at and everybody wants to be those people. And, and so even, even though you'll have kids that say, oh, I don't want to do that, I don't want to sit with them, deep inside of their head, yeah, they do. Because everybody wants to be seen as the insiders, as those people the it crowd, and sit at that table, right? Because there's a certain amount of honor to that table. But let me tell you what you would never do. You definitely wouldn't, as the new kid, walk in and just sit down right there at the cool kid table, now would you? Why? Because you know exactly what would happen. What are you doing here, kid? Leave. And then the whole lunchroom that probably wasn't even notice you were alive but you felt like everyone was watching you would just laugh and laugh as as you slinked away to the side of the room that's what jesus was kind of talking about in in the gospel reading he said you know when you come to a party don't go sit at the table of honor don't sit at the in the places at, at, at of honor because if you do you never know somebody more more important than you might come in and and your host would have to say you know you need to move. You need to move down here. And that would be humiliating. No, start at the bottom, and then when you get moved up, well, then it's kind of an honor, right? So basically, Jesus is saying what our mamas said to us. Don't, don't get too big for your britches, right? But then Jesus says something kind of strange for, for that culture and for our culture. He turns to the host, who, by the way, had invited him there. And why had he invited Jesus. Because Jesus was important. You know, he didn't even like Jesus. We know that because he was a Pharisee. And the Pharisees were not real big fans of this so-called Messiah coming to town. But he was important and so he invited Jesus. But Jesus said, you know what? When you invite people, don't invite your friends and your relatives and your brothers and your rich neighbors. So that, just so they can invite you in return. Which is a pretty good plan, you know. Because if you invite them to your place and you're hobnobbing with them, they might like you. And then the next thing you know, you're going to all those cool kid parties, right? Jesus says, no. Invite the poor, the lame, the blind, the crippled. Invite those people. The people that nobody else wants at their party. And, and don't be nice just to get something in return. Be nice just to be nice. Now, wouldn't that be an interesting guest list if we did that? Because let's be honest. Every single person in this room knows what it's like to be that kid holding the tray. Not knowing where to sit. Now, maybe you're lucky and you never moved in a school year. Never started a new school. Always had friends wherever you went. But we have all been in those situations when we've been the new person. The first day. You know, when we start a new job, you go in, and it's still the same. Where do you eat lunch? Do I bring it with me and just eat it at my desk by myself? Do I go with people, but if nobody invites me, what do I do? Do I go home? Where do I eat lunch? Who do I talk to? Who do I cut up with? Who can I cut up with? But then it's like that if you've ever been to a party. And maybe, maybe you did go with you know, your spouse or somebody. But all you knew was the host or hostess. And so, you know, some of us are fine with that. Because let me tell you, if I go into a room, I'm going to meet people there. But then some folks aren't aren't quite as out there as I am. And they're going to just go and be in the corner. There is nothing lonelier than going into a room of crowded people and speaking to no one. But you know where the most segregated place is? On Sunday mornings, church. Have you ever been to a new church? Talk about feeling like a kid holding a tray. You walk in through those doors and you see all the empty pews. And you know, if you know anything about church, that where you sit's is important for two reasons. Number one, you don't want to sit in anybody else's seat. And you know that there are assigned seats. You know this because wherever you came from, you've got one. And the number two reason that it's important that you sit down is because, let's be honest, that's going to be your assigned seat. And, and so, where you find yourself is important. And you hope that someone speaks to you and someone helps you out. Especially like if you're in a, a, a service that you're not quite familiar with. You don't know when exactly to stand up or sit down. You don't know the songs that they're singing. You, you don't know what you're supposed to say and when you're supposed to say it. And then, then is the most fearful time of the whole service for everyone. For every new person, the scariest time in a worship service, can you guess what it is? Communion. The time that's supposed to be welcoming and, and supposed to be open for all is the most intimidating, unwelcoming part of all. Isn't it? And we've put it up that way over the years. Because it used to be, well, in order to come to this table, you had to go through confirmation class. Or, got a little younger in order to come to this table you've got to be in first or second grade or it, to, to come to this table in some churches you've got to go to confession first or in order to come to this table you have to believe a certain way or you've got to be a member of this church or that church in order to come to this table you've got to check some things off a list but then even if you do check all the things off the list if you're in a new place and let's be honest we don't have a checklist anymore you still don't know exactly what to do because in every church is different. I went to a church in Virginia one time and I messed up doing communion. Here I am, an ordained pastor, went to four years of seminary after college, and I still couldn't even figure out their communion. And nobody saw me, but I felt like everybody was looking at me. Why? Because I felt all alone. You see, in the kingdom of God, it's not supposed to feel that way. You know, one of, one of our six signs of living is that we accept all. But there are people that constantly feel like that new kid holding a tray. People who are, are outcasts or looked down upon. People who are disabled. People of a different sexual orientation or, or a sexual identity. People of different genders. People of different races. People who can't speak the same language that everyone else speaks. When they come into a place, they automatically feel other than. Don't they? And they're looking at us. Because whether you realize it or not, you are at that table. You are insiders. When you're already there, you're an insider. And they're looking to you, hoping that you'll welcome them. Hoping that you'll give them a place at your table. But even if you're not part of one of those groups, guess what? You might be. One of those groups. And have you ever been to another country that doesn't speak English? Then we're the outsiders. And so at some point everyone is an outsider. And everyone is an insider. And so the way we handle that is we should always be open to everyone. We should be the welcoming people. We should be known as, hey, they're Christians. They welcome everybody no matter what. No matter what doesn't matter what they look like, how they act, what they've done. doesn't matter. We welcome them because Jesus welcomes us. There's a famous Christian speaker named Tony Campolo. And he told a story one time of when he went to Hawaii for a speaking engagement. And he woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning. If you've ever been to Hawaii, you know that there are five hours difference between their time and ours. And so he woke up at what's usually 8 o'clock for him, 3 o'clock for them. And he was starving because it was breakfast time, right? And so what are you going to do at 3 o'clock in the morning when you're starving? Well, he went out and found an all-night diner. I guess in Mainlands we call that Waffle House. But anyway, he's sitting there and he had been there for 15, 20 minutes. And all of a sudden, eight or nine ladies of the night came in. And they were loud and boisterous and laughing and, you know, it was kind of intimidating. And some of them were smoking and they were cussing and, you know, living it up. Right. But one of the, one of the women sitting near him, uh, in, in the booth right behind him, was talking to her friend. And she said, you know, tomorrow's my 39th birthday. To which her friend responded, and what's that to me? What do you want me to do, throw you a party? She said, no, you don't have to be mean about it. You know, I was just saying, tomorrow's my birthday. Why would you throw me a party? Nobody ever has. Well, you know, they went on with their meal, and a little while later, they got up and left. To which Tony Campolo got up and went to Harry, the guy who was, I guess, the, the chef at the Greasy Spoon, and, and said, hey, do you know who that woman is that just left? He said, yeah, that's Agnes. She's pretty much in here every night said well tomorrow's her birthday is that right he goes yeah and i want to throw her a party all of a sudden the chef gets a big smile on his face he goes think that's a great idea he calls his wife out of the back and says honey look this guy wants to throw agnes a party she goes that's wonderful i'll go get a cake for it and ice cream and you can take care of the food and tony campolo was like okay i'll decorate And so before his speaking engagement, he goes and finds a Walmart or something like that to get a bunch of crepe paper and streamers and and balloons and all this stuff. And so the next night, word had gotten out in the streets about this party. And so at about quarter to three, it was wall-to-wall hookers in this place with the balloons and streamers. And then in comes Agnes and Happy birthday, surprise. And it was just the most incredible thing for her. Tears streaming down her face. And then out of the back, the woman brings a cake. And, and Agnes just breaks down as if it's the first cake she's ever seen in her life. And she just stands there. And, and Harry says, well, aren't you going to eat it? Do I, do I have to eat it right now? He goes, it's your cake. You can take it home if you want. She said, can I really? Can I take it home? I'd, I'd love to show my 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 mom. She goes, I'll be right back. Can, can I take it home? So, sure. She, so she walks out there carrying this cake like it's the Holy Grail. And brings it home. And he said that in, in that diner, it was like you could hear a pen drop as the birthday girl just walked out. And so he said... Uh, Well, why don't we pray? So here he is standing in a room filled with prostitutes praying. Well, after the prayer was over, he went back up to the counter and Harry said, Well, you didn't tell me you were some kind of preacher. What what kind of church do you preach at? He goes, I preach at the kind of church that throws birthday parties for hookers at 3 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) No, you don't. Ain't no church like that. If there was, that's where I'd go. My friends, you and I belong in the kingdom of God. We belong to a church that throws parties for hookers at 3 o'clock in the morning. We belong to a church where everybody is welcome no matter what. Where everyone is, is meant to feel like it's home. Because it is their home. Because God makes it their home. Welcome. Amen.